I'm Overthinking, and welcome to I'm So Amy, the podcast where Alex and I talk about how I give this dyslexia to our three listeners. And this is Alex. <laughs> what are we discussing today, co-host? <laughs> I was very taken aback by this introduction, I won't lie. <laughs> I don't know what I looked like. I love your face. <laughs> I love that we're laughing about my face on this audio uh, medium. Mm. Um, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Mental health. Baba. <laughs> if any of our three listeners has a mental health, please. Tell me where to find some, because I could really use it at this moment. Um, just a small content warning for this here episode. Uh, we're going to be discussing matters that may be discussed in a therapist's office. <laughs> or in your deepest, darkest nightmares. So, uh, if you're feeling kind of sensitive today, listen to this tomorrow. Bow, bow, bow. bow. <laughs> but do listen, because we like the listens. We do. If anything... <laughs> Danger.wav is already... Exactly, exactly. The theme song is your favorite, and we all know it. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason you're here. (laughs) Anyways, Amy, Mm -hmm. do you have a mental health? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, (laughs) Mm. I think I'm pretty good right now in general. And that's nice to say, because I haven't always been able to say that. Although, let me call you tomorrow and be like, I'm not doing great right now. <laughs> that's but what it, our friendship is built yeah, upon. Yeah, yeah. How is yours? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm also doing pretty good at the moment. Yay. Yeah. Yay. What would you say is the best thing for your mental health right now? My relationship. Yeet! That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you, when did you start thinking about mental health? And when when did you, how can I say, separate the fact that emotions are normal, but then you get other type of emotions that are more related to mental health, I guess? Um, probably uh, in grade... I want to say like grade 10 Mm. Um, because that's when I was more aware that there are, you know, you can be a completely neurotypical person and not struggle with like actual (laughs) brain chemical problems (laughs) (laughs) and you can still have a lot of emotions that you don't need to push away just because you feel like you are a neurotypical person. And you feel like your brain, yes, is working, but also <laughs> is sometimes working against you. And um, in grade 10, I started taking music as a subject at Pretoria High School for Girls, where I had a really wonderful teacher um, who pushed me really hard. <laughs> and I got Down really... Down the stairs? No, no, um, no. They, she taught downstairs, so she couldn't, you know... She, uh, <laughs> she didn't have the... <laughs> Um, No, she really is like a wonderful person, but I got so stressed Mm. about music all the time. And then I felt like it was a part of my worth, especially because I was in a class with really like wonderfully talented people. So I started comparing myself to them and to others and six year olds on the Internet. (laughs) No, but that's not fair. I know it's not fair. Six year olds. (laughs) 
but um yeah it started affecting me in a way that like music would become my whole life in my head and it would stop me from practicing which would make me feel worse mm. because i wouldn't be as good <laughs> and so it was this horrible cycle so that was the start of me being nervous about things i guess and i um i don't know if it was there before but that's when i was conscious of it yeah what about you <laughs> um for me so i have chronic anxiety Ba-ba. and in hindsight it's always been there but there was a long time where i thought it was just like it's normal to feel like this 24 7 mm-hmm. and i think it's i put a lot of pressure on myself to perform well especially academically because I was never a sporty person and I was never like the biggest cultural person or like normal cult like music. When people think culture, it's music. I was never the best at music. So academics was basically all that I had. And because of that, I would always feel very bad if I did a bit shitty on a test. And I would get really nervous about studying because I felt like if I didn't study enough, then I would do badly and that would make me have a nervous breakdown but then because i was having anxiety about while studying then i wouldn't study and then it's just a vicious cycle which isn't nice and this continued for a very long time and i think only at the end of first year i really gave it attention or the attention that it needed at least and i started seeing a therapist and we started digging up deep deep things for my (laughs) psyche which was fun (laughs) Um, and yeah, I recently went on medication. Baba, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been helping a lot. Yeah, I was always I was always very afraid of taking medication because I don't want to rely on something that heavily for my life, like for my mental state. So I always avoided it, and I tried to go for psychotherapy, which I will recommend to any human being alive. Go to therapy, kids. It's good for you. It's good for you. And that changed recently because I was going through a lot of shit, and I was like, let me just try this. And Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. There's no harm, and there's no shame in getting a bit of help. Yeah, if you're archie with a headache, you take a Panado. Exactly. (laughs) Medicine is invented to help people and even dogs mm-hmm. <laughs> the animals <laughs> i also always tell people that if you break an arm you go to the doctor to get your arm fixed and if your head's broken mentally <laughs> you go to the head doctor yeah. the, the therapist mm-hmm. and then they'll help you or even a psychiatrist mm. for those who don't know a therapist is a clinical professional who talks to you and tries and figure out your current situation and where it's coming from inside you and they they basically just know how people work yeah you and, do a lot yeah. of studying and practice to figure mm. out like where people's issues come from yeah and then they get really good at like picking them up <laughs> and just showing them to yeah. you because exactly. yeah and the thing is they never they'll never throw it in your face because the point is for you to realize on your own what's going on mm-hmm. and then a psychiatrist is a doctor and they because some mental health is literally just 
the chemicals in your brain that's a bit out of sync mm -hmm. and then the doctor can prescribe medication to level out the playing field yeah the playing field it's rough because a lot of the time like the only reason you're experiencing problems with your mental health is because you can't see what's affecting you by yourself so going to a therapist is really great because you you sit down and they're like how are you and you're like what do you mean how are you <laughs> um but they really do just like try and figure out what you're feeling and they try to get you to figure out where those feelings are coming from and mm. not to like dismiss them because in real life we often just dismiss the way we're feeling because other people feel worse or because we have stuff to do and when you're forced to sit down for an hour with a professional who's like paid to listen to you it's nice to know that they can't judge you <laughs> or, or dismiss your feelings or tell you that nothing you're feeling matters because you do that all the time. Mm -hmm. You must never undermine your own feelings. Like, yeah. It might be true that other people are going through worse things and you don't have... Like, if you're trying to explain to yourself that nothing should make you feel as sad or as bad as you do, that's not going to help because everyone works differently. Yeah. Can I confess something that's a bit weird? You may. Sometimes I'll just feel like my emotions like aren't, aren't real. <laughs> because like I'll be sitting and I'll think if I can get over this right now in two seconds because I have to like finish an assignment and I can't cry right now, then was my like frustration and anger and sadness about my academics even valid in the first place mm -hmm. if I can just dismiss it so fast? But yes, it was valid the whole time, and my emotions are real, and they're important, and they come from real places. Exactly. Period. Period. <laughs> I want to talk about mindfulness. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. So I recently started reading a book. A or, book? A book. And if you, if you know me, uh, then you will know that I do not read books, because <laughs> I just, I don't see why I would read a book if the university is making me read books already. <laughs> And with most of those books, a lot They're of numbers. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I don't really read. But then my dad recommended me this one book, and it's about mindfulness. And mindfulness is about... Um, how can I put it? It doesn't really have a proper definition. Well, but it's in the word. Yeah, it's literally mindfulness. It's being aware of your situation. And the book that I'm reading, which I don't have... Sorry for the dog barking in the background. <laughs> um... I don't have the book here. I think it's next to my bed. But it teaches you how to be mindful of your everyday life. Because a lot of people feel like the key to having better mental health is to get rid of your bad, like, bad feelings and bad emotions. But you can't do that because bad emotions and feeling bad is just as natural as feeling good. So you can't just get rid of them. They're, they're there. You need to accept it. And this book teaches you how to acknowledge mm -hmm. when you are having an off day and to figure out where it's coming from. Not necessarily to make it better, but just knowing that you're in control and that you can pinpoint where your emotions are coming from already makes the situation a bit more empowering because... Yeah. I think the most scary thing for people about their mental health is that it's something that they can't control. Mm. And we're all control freaks. So <laughs> we are. <laughs> we, we really are. So, yes, if 
I will recommend to anyone listening to the podcast, just Google mindfulness. I think it's really something that we should be looking into as a society. This mm. book says that mindfulness-based cognitive therapy, that's what it's called, is just as effective as antidepressants. Wow. Like a proper study was done. That's amazing. And it's just as effective. I think also there's this misconception that mindfulness is for hippies and monks, <laughs> which isn't true. No. <laughs> which isn't true at all because mindfulness, like you said, is really just being aware of what's going on around you and where your emotions are coming from. Mm. And also the next level is choosing to set good intentions. Um, so instead of <laughs> waking up and going to brush your teeth and rushing out of the house, taking the time to wake up and say, I woke up today. That's cool. And then going to brush your teeth and being like, mm, I love brushing my teeth. It's true because <laughs> yeah. I hate feeling like I'm in a rut. Yeah. And especially with university, we are paying to be in a rut. Because <laughs> Don't make me cry here on the podcast. <laughs> you start every week and then you do lectures, you do assignments, you do classes, you study, and then you do that for the whole week. And then what happens? You have two days off and then you need to... And those days off aren't really days off. You yeah, because <laughs> on Saturday, you're either like doing all your work that you haven't done during the week. And mm -hmm. then on Sunday, you get the horrible Sunday blues. And if you have an assignment, then you're doing the assignment instead of focusing on taking a rest. And again, with mindfulness, it's important to take rests. Mm -hmm. And then what happens on Monday? It all starts again. Yeah, 7.30. Boom. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> so, mindfulness is also about breaking habits. Mm -hmm. Doing small things that you wouldn't usually do. Like, if you... Maybe you, you have breakfast in a different spot in your house. Yeah. Or you go for a random walk. Mm. These are good things. Because... We used to be hunter-gatherers. Every day was different. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go back to hunter-gathering. <laughs> um, Sorry. Like, I was I was watching a video the other day, and this guy went to a, like a hunter-gatherer tribe in, I think it's in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. One of the last proper hunter-gatherer tribes left on the planet. And he asked them deep questions, like, what is the meaning of life? And what is... What is happiness? And then these people would just answer meat and honey. Because to them, that's what makes them happy. That's deep, though. It is very deep. And here we are in our little, like, brick houses, sitting in front of computer screens, eight to nine hours a day. Mm. And Amy, Amy. Yes. <clears throat> what makes you happy? <laughs> David Attenborough. <laughs> And my partner. Even here. <laughs> and um, baking and finishing assignments on time and going to French class with my wonderful French class friends and sleeping. <laughs> Not having to wake up early. Mm. And me. Now I'm learning how to make me happy by myself. Oh, cry. <laughs> um... I think that's something that I've struggled to do for a long time because I am a people pleaser. Hi, Amy. You know, like in, in rehab, they'll be like, hey, guys. <laughs> I've spent 20 and a half years being a, a people, people pleaser. pleaser. And then, yeah, um, I do everything for other people. And then I never take time for me. 
And so actually yesterday I did that. Yesterday I took time for me. Alex invited me out and I said, no, thank you with the heart. And I was <laughs> proud of her when she did it. <laughs> because I can't say no to people. Mm. And that's affected me on many different levels. <laughs> so, You're a people pleaser. But who yeah. is the most important person in your life? Uh, me. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there's no shame in that. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it's so shameful to be selfish mm. and we need to get over that whole rhetoric that like you need to give all of yourself to other people because self-preservation if, is exactly key. you don't have anything left to give if you're not looking after yourself exactly looking so, after yourself is where looking after other people starts exactly wow look at us having this healthy conversation and then right? going on to be a little bit unhealthy every day <laughs> we should start a podcast oh wait <laughs> bow 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 <laughs> yeah but i think um Learning to set intentions uh, has helped me a lot. So I have a journal where I write down like what I want to achieve and what I want to do. And being able to take those things off just like physically mm. is nice. Um, and taking account of how I felt during the day uh, makes me feel like I've, I'm more under control. Because like you said, we're all control freaks. Mm. And I'm I'm done trying to let go of being a person who's trying to control my situation. And I've learned how to control it in a more healthy and nourishing way instead of overthinking all the time. <laughs> Welcome to I'm the podcast. So, I'm so overthinking. <laughs> Was that Leonardo DiCaprio meme from like the one where he points at a screen because the name of a movie was set in the movie? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, something that helps for me is I have little things that I look forward to. Yeah. I think you should... Always have even just tiny little things that you look forward to. It doesn't have to be a holiday because holidays are far away. Yeah. Every week you should have something. You just, every day. Every day, like you can be looking forward to see your boyfriend or to go to sleep. To go to sleep. <laughs> Having dinner, like nice dinner. Cook for yourselves, Cook people. For yourselves. Yeah. Food is food. Like it's nice. Mm. Eat, bake. Yeah. Eat a chalky. A chalky. A chalky. That's so cute. I really thought you were going to say chomp. <laughs> wow, when was it I have a chomp? I was at the spa yesterday in the in the checkout line and a lady, <laughs> an angry lady comes to the till and she's like, don't you have any chomps? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, um, I'm just trying to buy some time for my father so I can make a joke for Father's Day. <laughs> you bought time for what a time plant and i made him a card that said it's time to celebrate with a t-h-y-m-e time anyway so <laughs> i was in the checkout line and this karen comes to the counter she's like don't you have any chomps and the lady at the counter is like ma'am i don't know i will check for you and i was like i applaud this woman for dealing with this person who's, how can you be so angry about them not having chomps, chomps. out of chomps. all the mediocre ch- caramel <laughs> chocolates that there are you chose it's a not chomp. even real chocolate it's chocolate flavored coating i love a chomp though no chomp slap yeah they're too small like i inhale a chomp yeah Chomps remind me of birthdays. They're always like yes, yeah, like packets. a lucky packet. Mm. Oh, you know Mbalintuli. Yes. She, for my sixteenth birthday, gave me a big jar, which is now a jar that I use for collecting coins. Um, and she put a bunch of chomps in it for me, and I, oh. I will never forget. That was probably one of the best presents I've ever received. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was a nice tangent. Tangent. Sign cause tangent. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Next week it will just be me. <laughs> Proper jokes. 
That was a good joke. I'm kidding. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> so, Amy, we just mentioned a few things that are good for your mental health and what you can change in your life to maybe improve it. But what is bad for your mental health? Top three would be academics, University of Pretoria, shout out. Um, <laughs> uh, second, probably just um, the whole self-image problem that I experienced, not just uh, physically, but like emotionally and looking at myself and thinking that I'm not a good person or that i Which I'm, isn't true. Thank you. Or that like I am um, not doing enough. And then third is just the constant overthinking that occurs in every situation, like socially, in my relationships, in school, <laughs> in every way. Um, with academics, most of all, I've just struggled, I think, with the whole paradigm shift between being on campus and now being online for more than a year. Mm. How has online school been for you and your mental health? Good and bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a mixed feeling. I like mental mental school. I like (laughs) online school in the sense that I have a bit more control of when I do my classes. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not feeling like doing a class, I can always do it tomorrow. But that has the added um, risk of falling behind. Yeah. But in general, I like that I can wake up late. Um and do my classes whenever I want. But I miss seeing people, and I miss being on campus with your friends and chatting. And I think that's a very important thing, especially in young people's lives, Mm -hmm. is to have friendships and relationships. Yeah, the social aspect of university is really very much lacking. Also, just going to the club and being drunk and dancing with strangers, like, wow. Yeah, without the feel of... Yeah contracting a deadly virus <laughs> yeah um this this pandisi has been putting us through the most the panini press mm. is pressing on my spirit the george foreman grill george foreman grill <laughs> <laughs> um i think for me like online school the same i've liked that i've been able to have my own schedule and i feel like I'm in a schedule. 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 Do you say schedule? I do. I say schedule. I think it's American, British, that variation. I think the British say schedule. I see. But I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I just say schedule because my favorite English teacher from primary school said schedule, and here I am today. She said schedule. She said schedule on the seashore. Yeah, so it's more flexible, and I have more control. But then I don't have the discipline a lot of the time to stay up to date. Like you said, there's the risk of falling behind. And because I work, I'll focus a lot more on my jobs than I focus on my university work some of the time. So then I get overwhelmed when I return. Although I do have, for French, I have Uh like live uh, classes. So the lecturer will present and we have to call in Christo. on blackboard yeah crystal crystal <laughs> um and that helps because i go there and i listen in real time with real people uh and so i can't miss that <laughs> mm. but yeah i do struggle to like keep up to date with everything and that makes me more nervous about catching up and not doing well in school then becomes very much my own fault 
because I'm in control and like I'm at home I can just cheat <laughs> which I don't for the record legally speaking <laughs> for legal reasons Amy does not cheat. for legal reasons I do not cheat in my tests at all but um like it I put it so much more on myself that I don't do well because they aren't lectures that I'm missing <laughs> or you know um it's just really how much work I put into it that's good can we talk about parents and mental health of course we can <laughs> are you gonna start <laughs> yes let me start i don't think parents are very good for mental health everybody has parents so everybody's has bad mental health. yeah <laughs> let me let me elaborate so i think i think mental health amongst teens and preteens of today is a lot worse than from when our parents were kids and i don't think they understand it and i don't think they understand how to deal with depressed kids or anxious kids because it's not really in their frame of reference and i think there should be a bit more education amongst our elders of how to deal with these things mm. and to send your kids to therapy and to be there for them instead of putting too much pressure on them or yeah i think there really is this generational pressure um and also this generational silence on mental health. Because like our grandparents, for example, don't oh. even know what depression is. Yeah. <laughs> so And your grandfather will be like, Why are you sad? When I was your age, I had three jobs and I had to hike nine miles to get to <laughs> I fought in the war. I fought, I fought in the war. How dare you be sad? <laughs> and of course, like we can't dismiss the fact that people had significant mental health issues even back then. They just weren't discussed or uncovered or understood. And that kind of taboo that existed with mental health and with the older generations has trickled down. So in a lot of cases, like you said, parents don't understand their kids when they're going through a lot and they don't understand the value of um, therapy because they think therapy is for crazy people. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> they don't want their kids to be crazy. And they also, I think there's some guilt because parents think, oh, I've fucked up my child. I don't want them and to sometimes acknowledge. sometimes they have. Yeah. And then that's okay. Is Everybody it? fucks up their children. I mean, in some cases, it's much worse than others. Granted. My mom dropped me as a child. Didn't everybody get dropped? Yeah. I it's... feel like it. <laughs> no, I didn't want to Victoria justice you and say, we all sing. <laughs> Victor- oh, from Victoria's. Oh <laughs> Tori Vega couldn't. Tori Vega. She couldn't. No, wait, who? No, so who there was, was an sister? interview with the, her sister, Trina. Trina couldn't sing. Yeah, there was an interview Chicago. with the cast of Victoria. Chicago. <laughs> and basically, I think uh, they were talking about how Ariana Grande is singing all the time. And out of nowhere, like, nobody asked her, but Victoria Justice was like, I think we all sang. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the context of the joke I just made. You know, Nickelodeon made Victorious with the idea of making um, Victoria Justice like go big, and then and now where is she now? Where is she now? And look at Ari. Yeah, she really did that. Anyway, um, so where was I talking about? Oh, <laughs> everybody gets fucked up by their parents a little bit. Except in, I think it's more common to get a little bit messed up by your parents than not, mm. and. As, as a parent, you shouldn't feel too guilty. I want to be careful because obviously some parents are awful. 
Yeah. Um, but there are some really, like, for example, for me, my parents are really lovely people. And they've genuinely raised me in a very supportive environment. And I appreciate them very much for not ever pressuring me too much to be a certain way. But then I put all of those pressures on myself. Mm. And that's not their fault. (laughs) It's not explicitly something that they did to me. Um, But it is like a, a part of who I am. I think we're going to be good parents one day, or our generation. I, I would like to hope so, but also I won't feel bad if I need to send my kid to therapy if they have some issues with me. That's exactly. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Figure those issues out, kid. Like, kids never wanted to be born or, like, gave consent yeah. to be born, and now yeah. they're, like, in this shitty world. So, yeah. obviously, some things are going to mess them up. Yeah. <sighs> Facts. Well, I think... Yeah, we unpacked a lot of things. <laughs> the baggage is on the floor. The baggage is on the like. This looks like a our Tambo arrival for <laughs> this. We need carousels to get all of this baggage carousels. around. Um, but on a serious note, to anyone listening to this, if you're going through a rough time, you're not alone. You are not uh, alone. I am here with you. I don't know the. Finger snaps. <laughs> What was I saying? I was trying to be sincere. You're not alone. You are not. Now you got that in my head. (laughs) Um, But yes, just there's no shame in getting help. And -hmm. if you feel like you're not ready for help, that's also fine. Scream at the wall. Scream at the wall. Scream in your pillow. Yeah. Just be safe. Be safe. We love you guys. Be kind to yourself. I love you also. <laughs> I love you, Amy. I love you, Alex. Oh, I'll cry. Uh, I'll cry. <laughs> okay. But stay safe out there, kids. Mm-hmm. And with that, bye. Bye. bye.